Please listen carefully. Welcome to Unofficial Voho Radio, a podcast by women's hockey fans for women's hockey fans. I'm Lauren, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Tay and Alice. Hi. Hey. Uh, before we get started, we would like to uh, give a big shout out and thank you to our patrons, Abby, Al, and Shane, for supporting us on our Patreon. And if you also would like to support this podcast, we do have a Patreon page, and we will link that in our episode description if you would like to check that out. We'd appreciate it a lot. It helps us do the show. Yeah. Really, it actually does. We're not just saying that. It helps us do the show. <laughs> so stuff has happened. Stuff has happened, yeah. You know, you think you think the off-season is going to be boring, and then... Every single time, I'm like, ugh. It's so boring. Nothing's going to happen. Like, you know, it's all quiet. And then stuff happens and it just keeps happening every single time. I am a fool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also very tired. So if I say like a lot of nonsense this episode, just know it's because I'm extremely sleep deprived. I just wanted just another round of NWHL free agency memes like we do like every off season. They were so good last year. And instead, it's just chaos. It's chaos, and it's, like, unfortunately, like, stuff you have to take seriously chaos. It's not just nonsense or weird or stuff you don't understand chaos, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, which is like, annoying, because it's like, I want to have fun. But at the same time, this league I want to support is also doing some stuff that I don't agree with or think is good, which which just sucks. Like, that's how I got into women's hockey, was figuring out that the NWHL was going to be a thing. And now I'm just like, why are they doing this now? I want to say I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, but also, like, I'm I'm a little bit annoyed, so. <laughs> well, what what is the NWHL doing now? What are they up oh. to? <laughs> uh, well, I should... Okay. For the start of all of it, and for, like, the For the Game drama, which we may or may not touch on in this episode, it kind of depends... Uh, our last episode kind of talked about that and our feelings about that. And I don't think they've changed too much. Pretty sure they haven't anyway. But mm-hmm. as for now, some new things have happened. Several new things. Oh. Lauren, you want to tell us about those new things? <laughs> I don't even know where to... Are we talking about the Twitter thing or not? Mm, you know what? Let's, let's mention the Twitter thing because that's how people okay. sort of caught on to it uh yeah so um we noticed or fans noticed i didn't notice alice i think pointed this out to me as it usually is alice that points out things are happening um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shout out to whoever Uh, also told me this was happening i'm pretty sure it was someone on discord but i'm in four billion servers and i don't know who it was so yeah uh fans writers people noticed that oh um the Buffalo Buttes Twitter account and Instagram have all just like disappeared or like won't load. Like, we're de- like we're deactivated. I think like on Twitter, yeah, kind of. You could tell that it had been. It, I'm unsure because I think I've done this before, but like if you delete a Twitter account, you can reactivate it within um. I think it's 30 days, and if you don't, then it's permanently deleted. Kanye West did this. 
I'm not saying that's how I know that. I know it's because I accidentally logged into my old Twitter account and reactivated it, and then I had to delete it again. But, like, if you reactivate your Twitter account, you get those followers back that you had when you deleted. That's important to note for this next little bit, because then what happened? Uh, Well, then there was uh, an article by um, or in the Buffalo News. The headline was, or is, because the article still exists, Buttes could get new name in impasse with the NWHL because apparently, according to this article, Pajula Sports and Entertainment had a verbal agreement with the NWHL to, like, give the team back. The article says in, like, in big capital letters throughout the article that they're trying to give the team back to the NWHL. Because that's what the press release said. The PSE's press release said in big capital letters, give the team back yeah so that's why it's like that but then apparently there was like a deadline uh, i think of like the 27th of june or something i don't remember um it's not not that important to sign this agreement but the nwhl never signed which by the way the nwhl seems to have like a problem with like not signing important documents it's just a common trend so then there was like a dispute over like who has the name rights and like the rights to trademarks and on and on and on. Like the NWHL thinks that they already have those rights, but they didn't sign the document to transfer those rights. And the NWHL's response to the article was to say that it was a minor issue and would be resolved quickly. But anyone else want to say what happened next? They sued. It's a minor (laughs) issue, and they filed the lawsuit. Exactly. So the NWHL, over a minor issue, has filed a lawsuit against um, Buffalo Buttes Hockey. I think Um, it's important to notice that Buffalo Buffalo Buttes Hockey sent them a cease and desist, asking them to stop using, like, Buffalo Buttes name and, like, trademark, like, if, you know, selling jerseys and stuff, told them to stop. They didn't stop, and then they filed the lawsuit. And I guess, like, the reason that they sent the cease and desist is just, like, hey, NWHL, you haven't signed that form yet, so you don't have the rights back yet. Yeah. I don't I don't know what they're doing. The Victory Press put out an article talking about this and explains it a little bit more. What I think is, like, happening is that they're suing over copyright stuff, right? But they're doing, like, they're saying, like, you're using our stuff. But they're not suing for, like, infringement. It's, like, a different thing. Well, cause, because they're suing for um, a judgment, basically, to ask a judge or whatever. Um, This is all above my head, so I'm pretty sure it's right. But if not, whatever. Don't quote me. Um, They're basically asking – the NWHL is basically asking a judge to say, like, who's right kind of thing. And so they've done that, which you can interpret that in, like, a variety of ways because we don't, we don't know what the – lawyers think we don't know why they did what they did we don't know why anyone's doing what they're doing like we don't we can assume we can make assumptions but we can't like state facts kind of thing because we don't know what those facts are but the NHL has sued them first which means now um buffalo butte sports which is the llc that the sport the pscs of Pugula's, i think it's Pugula sports entertainment uses to run the uh buffalo buttes franchise they because they've been sued by the n now they can't sue them for infringement because if they did that, then they would might have to pay like monetary damages. So 
the Andrew Chill is like kind of, you know, jumped the gun and they don't have to worry about like the potential threat kind of of Buffalo Beat Sports calling their bluff, and like actually suing them for infringement. So any like regardless, if they lose, they have to rebrand and that sucks, but they can do it. If they win, they keep they get to keep the stuff. Either way, they don't have to like pay any money. If if they had been sued, if the N had been sued by Buffalo Beats like uh, sports, then they might have had to pay like monetary damages, like, you know, like the cost of like what they sold and stuff like that. So that's what's going on. And that's like, that's what's happening. We don't, you can interpret it however you want. I don't want to make assumptions about like why people are doing what they're doing. I kind of looks like to me that the N just wanted to avoid the potential of an infringement suit, which makes sense. But yeah, that's what's happening. It's, why is my question. That's what I want to know. Why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. By the way, if you Google the words NWHL and lawsuit, there are so many results. Interesting. Cause like they're like, they were like, I remember after like their first season, they were getting sued by investors and stuff. So like, the oh, yeah, I don't think, I don't, I'm not even sure if that's been resolved. Me neither. So, like, the NWHL is no stranger to lawsuits. So, you know, I'm just very interested to see where this goes. And, like, yeah, I don't want to make assumptions about, like, what Buffalo Butte's intentions are or or what the NWHL's intentions are. Because, like, I haven't talked to them. You know, Danny Ryland hasn't told me what she's up to. Their lawyers, I haven't talked to them. Like, I don't know, like, what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Like, but, like, I just, I, but I really wish I I did know, like, mm-hmm. I would love to have those answers. I would have loved to been a fly on the wall when they made that decision to sue. That's just like fast, like when they decided not to just sign the paperwork or whatever was happening. Like, I don't understand what was going on there. I don't think anyone really does. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, with like so much around like women's hockey, there's like a, a huge lack of transparency, Um, like whether it was the CWHL or now the NWHL or Jewel Sports, whatever. Like, they don't talk to the press a lot. They're not, like, open with the press about what they're doing. So, like, a lot of it, a lot of, like, what I see in women's hockey coverage is speculation. So, like, you know, with anything you read, check the source. Because women's hockey is kind of has a history of being shady in media regards. Oh, uh- a great example of lack of transparency and also inability to communicate properly with the media. A perfect example of this is the CWHL's last letter. Like, open letter. Oh, I forgot about that. The media and also the Canadian government directly, apparently, according to the press release. But the problem is they sent that press release to basically no one. They didn't send it to any of their media lists. They sent it to like one person. Yeah, and then swear, ended up on the website like later. I swear Haley Sal- Salvian was the only one who got a copy of that she might letter. Have been. And like, what is it? an open letter we're going to give to one reporter to report on? It feels very much like they were like, why? This is like they, they, the CWHL died as it lived with yeah. bad media relations that were <laughs> easily avoidable. Like, why didn't you send it out to your regular contingent of like, you still have their emails. You didn't like delete all that information. And even if you did, you know these people because it's a small amount of people, but it's still important. What an open letter that we've sent to one person so she can tweet about it. So everyone else can hear about it through Twitter, assuming that they. Uh, but that's just like that's just like women's hockey in a nutshell. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's such little transparency and bad communication that can be avoided. And then also just a very small amount of media to begin with that you need to depend on them. You can't always be sending your press releases and your scoops to the bigger sources so they can report on your drama and hope that also convinces them to report on your everyday stuff. They don't care. The Globe and Mail doesn't care about anything else going on in, in the CHL or the NWHL, except for what gets them clicks, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll report on your drama, and then they will not talk about you again. Yeah, I have noticed, though, like, the credit of both leagues, farewell to, to the C, you you were a league that existed. I miss <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> um, They, like, they have been sort of sending out and paying more attention to like local uh, news, especially in Buffalo, which I think is a credit to like PSE more than the N honestly. Like I think they finally picked up that they should be paying attention to the small local news that covers them daily, as opposed to the big people who only talk about them when there's something big, IE like drama going on. But it's just frustrating to see that because I don't know, there's like a lot of dedicated people out there. And if you're like, selecting people you're going to send stuff to under the impression that, oh, this will get us the most attention as opposed to this will get us people like this will inform people of what's going on, like our fans of what's going on. It just feels very, like very strange. Although in this case, it could have been like they literally just sent one email because why, why not? You know, but Mm -hmm. I just love, I just adore that they were like, why would the Canadian government do this to us? <laughs> Specifically the Canadian government. I'm like, you have a team in China, two teams in China, down to one team. And then you had one in the U.S. But it was the Canadian government you called out, not all of them. It's like that Eric Andre meme. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. What's the meme? It's um, it's that meme where that guy shoots another guy. And it's like, oh, how oh, would you do yeah, this? Yeah. yeah. yeah yeah i feel this is this is like a bit of a bit of a a sidebar but i feel like what the c wanted was for the government to step in or like hockey canada to step in or the or the nhl or like another big organization step in and be like all right we will save you from the you know arms of you know not good business models or whatever you know like yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. a guardian angel pulling them out of out of the water to to save them, and that like that was never gonna happen. They don't care. They do not care about women's hockey. You have to like either make them care or make it like have people pay enough attention to you that they have to care. And yeah. it's just frustrating to see them court or like desperately try and get the attention of organizations that only care about them when it's important for those organizations to look good. You know, like it's just very. I understand why they're doing it. Like you have to at least try, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's very painful to see them do that constantly. Like, you know, the little, the, the tweets at like, you know, other like men's hockey teams or at the NHL or at Gary Bettman and knowing that like none of those teams and none of like, none of those people care. And then mm-hmm. also see them neglect to mention or appreciate, like actually mention and not just like every so often the people working so, so hard to cover their league on like no resources or to like help them out or do all these things. And it's like, why? And I understand it's money. You need money. And to have money in a sports league, you need sponsors. The main source of revenue for sports leagues in general, the big ones is ad money and sponsorship money. That's the main Mm -hmm. ones, right? Like for all the ticket sales, for all the merch, like that's where the money is, unfortunately. 
So I understand they have to do that, but I think it would really help the fan base and it would help the coverage if they actually like acknowledged that it was there more before like they had to be pushed into doing it. Yeah, it was a big segue, but what else do we have to talk about? Uh, PWHPA. Oh, right, right, right. So the other thing that's happened other than the Buttes and WHL drama, which like we know so little about it at this point. If we speculate, we're just going to be wrong or, you know, there's no point. As fun as speculation is, you got to have a limit. So the other thing that has happened is that more things have have been announced from the uh, PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, for those who don't know, because it's kind of a long acronym. It's not actually that long once you get used to it, but like they have a terrible letter to have an acronym. It's really unfortunate, and I think it's an indication of, like, you know, the systematic misogyny in the world that W was chosen to be in front of the word woman, because now you got to see the word W, which is longer than the word woman. Mm -hmm. That's I don't actually think that. That is a joke. But at the same time, it's so inconvenient. Hey, English, when you were designing your language, why didn't you think of this? Oh, why didn't you think of acronym and how annoying it would be to pronounce the word W in an acronym? But yeah, so... Things have been announced. Uh, I'm going to link the article. It's from ESPNW. And the main article is about Brian Hicks, who is like hired to be the something or other. That's really mean. I should say who he is. He's the first chief operations consultant. Uh, He started on July 1st. I'm not sure what that means. It kind of just means that he's going to be like overseeing day to day operations. So he's like kind of leading it, but also like it's not like he's in charge. He's Mm -hmm. just keeping things like you know uh so what they've done now is uh they have the pwhpa now has 173 due-paying members nine chapter regions i'm gonna list them off buffalo boston calgary markham minnesota montreal toronto the tri-state area so new york new jersey connecticut and other so like global and a nine-player board i'm not gonna list off all the members but like some of them include coin knight alamaru uh, Knox, uh, Ratu, and Zabados. Those are some of them. Um, and I'm really Sass, one of them. Oh, yeah. I'll just list off the yeah. rest of them. Sass, uh, Brand Jenner, Alyssa Gagliardi, and Liz. I don't watch if I said Knox, but like Liz Knox. Um, so, which is, I think, like a pretty broad spectrum of locations, if not perhaps, um, diversity in the, you know, other ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hockey's really white, and that's a conversation for another time because, like, we all know it's super racist. <sighs> so they have, like, people from around. They have national players, national team players, not national team players. They have non-Americans. So it's overall, I think it's, like, a pretty decent spectrum of people who are, like, can do things and are involved. And uh, more conference calls, which is, like, wild to me. 173 people on a conference call like i that's so wild i'm I'm <laughs> glad they have like leadership because you can't keep doing that you need to have like fewer people um yeah, but what they want to do it, it really does i mean there's three of us and like oh can you imagine 173 of us no <laughs> best Just that we to don't schedule that Oh you can barely schedule with three of us. <laughs> yeah. I've watched people like ten, groups of 10. You cannot. Anything above that is like non-existent. Oh, my God. But mm-hmm. it, so this is already super impressive that alone. 
But what they want to do is they want to find, you know, weekly training and practice opportunities for players, which is great. Like, I think they have I think they're definitely setting that stuff up uh, competitive scrimmages. So against NCAA teams, Canadian colleges. Uh, so like the Bo- Boston region might play against the Buffalo region, kind of that setup as well. They could have like local chapters essentially play against each other. There's not going to be any exhibition games against NWHL teams. Uh, I'm not going to explain why, because I think you can tell. And then what they're also going to do is exhibitions, so like showcase events and stuff, which can be real, real cool. And... Oh, the thing that I thought was most uh, interesting is um, they mentioned... Oh, yeah, yeah, up here, yeah. They want to have a, a sustainable league by the 2021 season. Yeah. Like that's their goal, which I think is like, I like, I know a lot of people are upset because like, oh, there isn't like the hockey this year isn't going to be great that we can watch. But like, look at like the CWHL was totally a rush job to get that going. And it was a disaster for most of its existence and ultimately failed. The NWHL also, I feel like, was kind of rushed because Danny Ryland initially wanted to add a team in the C and the C didn't want to expand. And then the N was created. So that also was like not put together over the long term. So I feel like whatever they make now, they want to make sure that they plan it carefully and they think of the long term and build something that's really going to last. And that isn't like what the N is doing. Yeah, I'm fighting the air to say no offense to the end because like, yes, offense. This isn't working for a lot of people and they want something different. Like that's that's just a statement of fact. That's what they want. They've already said it's not sustainable. It's not something we want. It's not good for the players. That's why we're doing this. So I think that like I think this this isn't, you know, like what you said, this isn't to sit down and be like, all right, taking a year off is going to suck. But and they aren't taking a year off like playing and doing things. Obviously, we just listed off what they're going to be doing. But they're taking a, a year off from having a professional league to make sure the next professional league isn't a rush job to like for like to, to like just drive that point home for the C. It folded in like the when like the, the season ended like early in the year, whenever it fold, whenever it fold, the previous NWHL is what it was called folded. And then by the fall, they had the CWHL. It was like over like less than a year, like less than six months, even, I think this was this happened and like it it worked for the players but it was not like a functional league i think you know like it it did a lot of good stuff it did a lot of important stuff but it had like a lot of problems and i think they know this because there's been so many leagues that have collapsed because of similar reasons and i think they really have realized they need to sit down and as painful as it is take a step back and look at what they can actually do and what the real like concrete things they can do to make sure that this next league doesn't end up like the C and like the N. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another thing, this is something, again, I would love to be a fly on the wall. So it says that Hicks said he already had an introductory call with NWHL commissioner, Danny Ryland. Like I would love to know what was said hmm. in that conversation. Huh. That one mostly because I'm a little bit of a gossip. <laughs> can i read out the next paragraph because it's very good yeah i personally like it it's continue this this line this is a quote from hicks that says we're open to having more conversations about collaboration in women's hockey and what's right for the game 
That doesn't necessarily mean that there will be a collaboration because players have taken a stand that they don't believe the NWHL is a sustainable league and that's why they're not playing next season. So we will not be partnering and having exhibition games with them because that's not a partner that makes sense for us. They've just, How did they've I miss that part? Out state. Yeah. Which I mean, is, they're not mincing words. That's really, uh. Oh yeah. They're definitely not dancing around the topic. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. they have him talk about it because he never signed a non-disparaging clause for the FWH. <laughs> also, he's a man. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, or maybe they've decided, like, gotten together and decided, like, they're really going to hammer home the point that they do not like the NWHL, what it's doing right now, which I think is a good thing because a lot of people don't seem to understand why they're not playing. And mm-hmm. they, I think people think it's like, well, if they want raises and, like, duh, but, like, they don't understand all of what's not good about it for the players, why the players don't like it for like a variety of reasons the pay is one of them but there's like other things as well um that they've talked about so i feel like they've decided that they just have to keep saying that because it feels like a lot of people are not hearing it or not like reading it or like aren't accepting it no matter how many times it's explained to them a lot of like casual fans or new fans don't know that this strike is happening so the more they, like, get their message out there that they don't want to play in the end, the more likely somebody is to, like, stumble upon an article about it if they're, like, Googling the NWHL or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really – I think I'm glad they're doing it because it can be hard to say, like, hey, the this league that has, like, is a women's hockey league sucks. Because then you all – obviously you have all the, like, idiot men crawling out of the woodwork saying, like – Oh, well, like, see, this is why women's hockey can't work. And like, clearly, like, you can't do anything like, blah, like, why do you even bother if you don't like your the league that you got? Why can't you just like stick with it? And or like things like that or like what's you know, oh, you have a league and you don't like it. Well, you know, all this stuff that like people who do not care about the uh, the NWHL, except when it's like relevant so they can complain about it, you know, like it's hard because to criticize within like your own sport in like women's sports. If you criticize it, then like all the sexist people who don't like you in the first place will say like, see, it, that's, it sucks. And we have a, we have one of them saying it, so we can't be called sexist. And then from within, and then, and then like, so you have that from the outside. And then from within, you have people saying like, why can't you just like help make sure that this works? You know, why can't you just stick with us and our slow mm-hmm. growth and see what happens? When, like, that's not what they, like, they've explained it so many times. I'm not even going to rehash it because they've already explained why they don't like it. And it's, it, they have, to, uh, clearly they have to keep doing it because people aren't understanding it even when they're reading it. Uh, So do we want to say anything else? I mean, what else is there? Honestly, there really isn't much else to say. Mm. Um, I have to say, like, regarding, a, like, just a announcement, semi-announcement regarding a recording schedule, as you can probably guess by when this episode is coming out, our recording schedule is kind of going to depend on when stuff happens, because I don't think we want to talk about the nitty gritty of who's being signed with a league that I personally don't know if I want to support based on all that's been going on. So it feels kind of cheap to sort of just talk about who's being signed. Also, I'm I'm a dum-dum and I don't know anything about the nitty gritty of hockey. And I have played hockey for 15 years, so like, not going to even step into the pool of what signing means. But also, it's gonna our recording schedule is going to depend on when stuff happens, and we're kind of just going to base it around that. And probably it's going to come out similar days that like of when we're doing our two week during the season schedule, because I'm assuming more stuff will happen. 
<laughs> obviously. And patrons, uh, five dollar and up patrons, will still get um, early access. 